Welcome to With Beyond Measure. My name's Katrina Mayer. And I'm Elle Kammerer. And today, we are recording together in the same room. We're in the same room! Yay! Yay! Because normally, as you guys know, we live in different cities. And yeah, now we're finally in the same space and it's so exciting! It is so exciting! We also just spent the past hour figuring out how to sync up two mics into one audio and learning so much about audio. Seriously, like... We are so newbies at this. <laughs> We're on, I think this is like episode, like what, 138? Yeah. 139, something like that. And we still don't know what the heck we're doing, guys. Yeah. But if nothing else, that just is a proof that you can do anything. You can do anything when you put your mind to it and you got YouTube. Yeah. And yeah. you have Katrina who did it all. I was busy kind of doing something else because, well, I'm not good at this stuff. You know what? We divide and conquer. We do yeah. what we're good at. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of things we're good at, we read some books this week, as Yay! we normally do. Yay! So, um, this week's kind of theme is modern versions of Emma by authors of color. Yep. And, yeah, I, uh, I think I go first. You go first. I go first. Okay, awesome. So, I read Polite Society by Mahesh Rao, and right on the book, it, it, like on the cover, it's, it's compared to Emma and crazy rich Asians. Like okay. it's a mix between the two of them. Okay. And I really feel it. Yeah. Like it's definitely like a modern Emma storyline, mm-hmm. but it has the feels, the, the feels. <laughs> it has the feeling of crazy rich Asians in that it's like we're in like this high society in Delhi and these, like all of these people are rich and they have influence and all of that, which we get in crazy rich Asians. Like, like that's like, they show you Singapore and stuff like that. But like, I don't want to just compare, Oh, Hey, those are about rich Asian people. They're both similar. It's also the way it's written. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's really the big comparison is because in something like crazy rich Asians, if you guys haven't read it, you should, the movie was good. The books are also really good. You get different perspectives of different people who live in this world, and you can see how they're all connected together. Okay. And not only do you get, like, main characters that you interact with. So, like, the main character in Polite Society is Anya. She is our Emma. Mm-hmm. And then our Mr. Knightley is Dave. And our Harriet is Dimple. Okay. And we get all of their perspectives, and we obviously see how they're connecting. But we also get, like... These just side characters who are just within the society and we get to see their perspective on different things and how that is then connected to the main storyline. And it really builds out this world that we're in, this high society um, in Delhi. And that's what I really, that's why I really feel like it feels like Crazy Rich Asians, because you get all of these different perspectives and different views and like different people from different like backgrounds and stuff like that to really fill in and build this world that we, we can like literally just like step into. Yeah. Um, so that I really loved how it was done in polite society. It's a good book. Even if you don't like Emma. Now let's talk about the Emma part of it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. How does this compare to Emma? Like what are, are the characters? Did you see a lot of similarities with the characters? Like the storyline where they're living dish. So, obviously, with Emma, we have, you know, like, Knightley and Emma, who are fairly well off. Um, and then we have, like, the people of the lower society and Emma. Um, and that's very similar here. So, we have um, Anya, Dev, Dave, 
I'm going to say Dev because it's spelled D-E-V, but I know it's pronounced closer to Dave. So I'm going to try really hard. I apologize. Um, so Anya, Dave, there is Kamya, mm-hmm. who is our Jane, and our Nikhil, who is our Frank. But they're not quite Jane and Frank, and I'll kind of get to that. We have a Mr. Woodhouse, who has a lot of Mr. Woodhouse, like, qualities but he's not so he's not he's not really like a hypochondriac in that same way like he's a little like he's kind of a homebody he has certain things that he enjoys he's still mourning the death of his wife Mm -hmm. um he's a little more lenient with the emma character so yeah um there was a chance of some romance for him but i won't get into that uh just because that's kind of a big spoiler I don't want to spoil it too much. Um, That's right, because I also bought this book, and I've been waiting, waiting, waiting <laughs> till we do this episode before I read it. <laughs> yeah, so I'm trying. I'm going to try not to spoil all the big parts of it, but yeah. So Anya mm-hmm. is a modern Emma. Yeah, I have yet to see a modern Emma that is that is yeah. This is this is her, like. She's an influencer, kind of. She's got money. Mm-hmm. She's dabbling in a bunch of stuff. Uh, she's a writer, but she has this problem with, like, she's like, oh, I'm writing a book. Oh, I'm writing a book. Oh, I'm writing a book. But instead of doing it, she's doing other stuff. Okay. So she hooks up a Mr. and Mrs. Weston type situation, and she's like, oh, well, I can hook everybody up. It's a distraction from her writing her book. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. And actually, <laughs> there's one part I need to quote in here, just because, like, as a writer myself, who's also never actually working on my book, I feel like, I feel like this is just, like, the most honest, like, conversation ever. So, it is um, Nikhil talking to Anya, and he says, So I hear you're writing a novel, he asked in a low voice sitting next to her uh, at the table for lunch. Sort of, she said. I won't ask, he said. I'm sure it's really annoying for you. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Don't ask writers about their books. Unless they're already written. Then you can. But the ones we're working on, just don't. Uh, <laughs> because we'll either talk about it or we don't want to talk about it. Right. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, she's she just, Anya just feels like Emma. So I really, I really liked that. And Dave feels like nightly mm-hmm. except that he has absolutely no problem sleeping with people okay yeah so he kind of dates a little bit mm-hmm. he's seen dating kamya a little bit and that makes anya really jealous because they're rivals okay. so emma the emma and jane characters are more rivals in this one mm-hmm. um kamya who again is our jane character she doesn't have that like came up or like you know, she's she's poor and she, you know, is going to like she's going to end up having to leave society and stuff like that. She's just a rival of Anya's who does certain things better. Kamiya has a couple of books published like she's like a writer out there, like writing and doing things and people praise her and like are always talking about her books. And it just makes Anya really jealous. Yeah. So that's how she's our Jane. Um, but yeah, the, the nightly character, Dave, he he dates Jane Fairfax, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was no, I think at one point he, they talk about like how he slept with like another woman and stuff like that. 
but he's like very academic like he wants to like get this like lecture series going about like uh not architecture anthropology mm-hmm. no archaeology archaeology okay there are too many ologies that start with a <laughs> archaeology archaeology he wants to do an archaeology lecture series okay and he asks anya to help him fund it sort of more like he's like talking about it and then anya's like oh i'll help you fund it by like talking to all of the people that i know because i know a lot of people who have money mm-hmm. so again very much like emma so yeah, um, Dimple, who is our Harriet character, feels a lot like Harriet. Yeah. But instead of being like, oh, this poor orphan girl, she just happens to be somebody who is not part of high society. She's like a normal person. And she happens to meet Anya through, she does public relations. So I want to say it was like through an event and they just happen to click. So she's kind of on this ride. Yeah. And, and that feels a little bit like Crazy Rich Asians, too, because, like, the main character, she just happens to fall in love with this guy who happens to be, like, super rich. So she's just, like, going along for the ride. Mm-hmm. And that's our dimple in this one. That's our Harriet. Um, There is a Mr. Elton. His name is Fahim. Okay. He is a social climber, like we know Mr. Elton to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but he does it through journalism. Okay. So he's more like a... He made his name doing like certain types of journalism and now he's kind of like interviewing all these big fancy people and he's being invited to all of these parties, but it's kind of just like surface level like stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so the main story in Emma, we know has like the different waves. There's like the Harriet and Elton situation. There's the Frank Churchill situation. Then there is the Knightley and Emma situation. Most of polite society deals with the um, Dimple Fahim issue Mm -hmm. um, where Anya is trying to set them up. Yeah. While that is happening, Anya and Nikhil kind of have a thing. And then in the end, we all know that Emma and Dave are supposed to be together. Or Anya and... Did I say Emma? Yeah. But that's okay. But she's our Emma character, right? She is. Okay, yeah. We all know that Anya and Dave are supposed to be together. Right. Because, because they're Emma and, and Knightley. Knightley. Yeah. yeah. And I'm going to spoil this. I'm sorry, Katrina. <gasps> but, okay. So. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> so you know how we were talking about, like, how Emma might not necessarily, like, Emma isn't really a romance. It's like a, polit- like, it's a, like, societal like comment. Like, a realistic fiction-ish. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then at the end, it's just like, oh, crap, she has to get married. Romance. Right. Sort of. Right. This is, like. Throughout the whole book, you kind of feel like the chemistry between Anya and Dev. Um, and then at the end, they get together. They like sleep together. Mm-hmm. And then like it's the next morning and you see him leaving to like go back home. And she kind of briefly mentions that she's going to see him again the next afternoon. But then the book like ends with her just like looking out across like the yard and like examining the muscles of the pool boy. Okay. So, like, I don't know if they're actually together or not. They just kind of sleep together. Okay. I will have, when I read it, I will have to see how I interpret that. Yeah. And he's not the only person in the book that Anya sleeps with either. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Yeah. 
So we don't get a big marriage at the end. No, no. implication of like a happily ever after satisfying ending. No, not okay. for Anya and Dev. No, other characters have satisfying endings. Um, one of which is happy. One of which which is just satisfying because yeah, they deserve what they get. And okay. I'm not going to tell you who it is okay. because I was really kind of surprised by it. I was just like, oh my. So yeah. Um, I will say that there is not a Frank Jane connection kind of thing. Like there's no mysterious wedding or engagement or anything like that. What our Frank Churchill character does, um, is still really kind of, it's mischievous. Mm -hmm. I'll say that Mm -hmm. it is not good. Uh, and he does hurt people. Um, he is the villain of this one. More so than Frank Churchill is. So, yeah, Nikhil is the villain. Okay. Frank, we all know, was kind of just in an awkward situation. <laughs> yeah, and did not act the best yeah. in his situation, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But they do connect, like, Nikhil to uh, the Mr. Weston character. It's not his son. It's his, he's like a son, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. So there's still that connection. Um, Dave has brothers but we don't meet them Anya I do not believe has any siblings but other than that like most of the characters like the main ones are represented like there's even like a Mrs. Elton that comes in later and stuff like that so is is there a Miss Bates there is not a Miss Bates but I feel like the spirit of Miss Bates comes in with all of these like side characters yeah uh because there's a bunch of like aunties. Okay. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. And you get different perspectives and stuff like that. There's also other characters that are kind of added in that are important mm-hmm. that don't have a connection to Emma. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, but I feel like Miss Bates, the, the spirit of Miss Bates is there because we have all these people and it's all gossipy and everybody is talking and like yeah. news is spreading and everything like that. And I feel like that is very much a Mrs. Bates or a Miss Bates kind of feel. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. So were there any aspects of this book that were like kind of outside the realm of Emma that made it its own story? Or is this like very clearly like if you picked it up and read it, you're like, okay, yeah, this is very clearly an Emma storyline. Or did it also have its own things that made it its own story? Uh, it, it, it did feel like it could be its own story. Like there are certain things that happen in Anya's life um, within this book that have no connection to Emma at all whatsoever. And it, it revolves around her wanting to be a writer and her writing her thing. Um, and it's not necessarily a good thing what happens, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I don't, I don't know if you would recognize it as Emma right off the bat. Um, like if you're vaguely aware of Emma, you won't get it. But if you are familiar with Emma, you'll see the connections. Okay. Yeah. But I feel like it could be read as its own story because enough sure. of, enough of it has been changed and you're really again just like thrown into this world of high society in delhi that i think it might just like that whole part of it might just take you out of the idea that it's emma or yeah. that the whole thought process of that because like i read it with the intention and with the knowledge that this is an emma adaptation i am looking for connections to austin's work but if I was reading it without specifically looking for those connections, I feel like it would feel more like its own story. Okay. So, yeah. And it, like I said, it was really well done. It was really well written. Um, 
the characters. Anya, you both want to root for her, but you also want to just be like, oh my god, she's so annoying. Because, again, <laughs> she's like... She's, she's like Emma. Emma. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I also really like her relationship with Dimple and stuff like that. And, like, she even ha- seems to have a better relationship with Dev. Mm-hmm. Um, Dave? Dev? Him? Nightly? <laughs> um, sorry, guys. I'm terrible. Um, she has a good relationship with him. Yeah. It feels more like... Friends that grew up together. Sure. Yeah. A guy and a girl who've known each other forever. There is an like age. Like Emma and Knightley? Yes. <laughs> and there is an age difference. Okay. However. one? I want to say it's like 10 years. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Anya is definitely in her mid-20s at the earliest, I think. Sure. Yeah. Or at, the, at her youngest. I can't remember off the top of my head if they even said how old she was, but she's definitely older than Emma. Okay. So, so it, it feels a little, a little less creepy. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, at 10, knowing somebody as a baby isn't nearly as creepy as being a full-form teenager and being like, oh, this is a baby. Yeah. Okay. And then watching her grow up and being like, she's my wife. <laughs> <laughs> right. So. Yeah. So. I would recommend this book. I, like I said, I thoroughly enjoyed it and it really is a great book, especially if you love something like Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah. Uh, if you like Emma. So I know you talked a little bit about like the, the feel and the vibe is very similar. Is there anything else that, um, that connects it to Crazy Rich Asians that people would notice specifically? No, okay. I mean, it's not connected to it. It's by a different author. Right, right. It's just that everybody is comparing it to that. Okay. Like it says right here on the book, it says, It was love at first sight from the very first page. And that is the author of Crazy Rich Asians saying that. Saying that. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. And then there's another one that says a bitingly funny version of Austin's Emma could have been titled Crazy Rich Indians. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But it really just has that vibe. Yeah. It is like the perfect blend between Austin's Emma, the story, the, the plot points of the story. And the writing and the feel of Crazy Rotations. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah. And like I said, I really liked it. What was your favorite part of reading this book or your favorite aspect about it? Because you said you really liked it. I did. I feel like (laughs) there must be something Um, really good in there. (laughs) It really, like, I can't say it enough. It really is just the world that it's created. And that's... I mean, I've read Crazy Rich Asians. Sure. That's what I liked about it was seeing this world. With it's this like world. fully fleshed out, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah, it actually, and, and, and actually coming back to this, like Emma, we know is a commentary on society of the time. And I feel like this is also a peek into society, into the society of the time. Yeah. And it's, it's all new. They all have phones. They all have Instagrams. They all have, you know, like they're influencers and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's very modern. So I think that that's what it is. Like that's the aspect of it that I like. Which is weird because that's an aspect of Emma I don't like, but I think that's because the it's a different it's world. a time it's, it's like, a different time yeah and like yeah. Regency small English small country, English town county yeah. yeah I would much rather like dive into the world of high society in Delhi uh, <laughs> right then as opposed to small, small town rural Regency. village in yeah in yeah. Regency England <laughs> I've lived in a small town I've never been part of high society <laughs> it's tedious but in a different way yeah yeah. Yeah, but it really is the world. Like, it's just, it's bright. It's there. You can see it. All of the different people, the way that they interact with each other. I love it. Nice. Yeah. So. We found an Emma book you liked. Yay! Yay! 
that's not true. I liked Mr. Knightley's oh, diary. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, there were parts of that that were tedious too, but that's not the point. Go back and listen <laughs> to that episode. <laughs> now, let's talk about your book because yes. your book is interesting um, because it is a self-published book. Yeah. So I read Aisha and it's by Ikhlas Hussein. And if you want to find it, you can on Kindle Unlimited. Mm-hmm. specifically like i think you do need like a kindle unlimited account in order to um download it um or you might be able to purchase it for 3.99 like on a regular kindle i think don't quote me on this just go look it up yourself <laughs> look at the notes how to spell the title of the book go look it up um it is worth the read it is really good yeah it's a really interesting story and i'm gonna give you guys all the fine points about it and just pique your interest enough so you can go off and read it on your own. Well, I'm glad to hear that you really enjoyed it because yeah. with self-published books, I know that there's kind of like this whole like idea that, oh, well, if it's self-published, that means nobody else would publish it. So it's probably not good. Right. But that's not always the case. And it's yeah. always really great to see that. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how many of you out there are like people who go on Reddit. But like some of the greatest stories that I've read have been Reddit threads or reddit posts that like people just add on to and on to and on to like some of the most amazingly creative things so like yeah i'll check out self-published things check out stuff like that for sure Jeez. you never know the next author you could stumble across i must be doing reddit wrong then because the last time i was on reddit i just got yelled at um, oh no i don't like i just go on reddit and read things i don't post things but like there's some good stuff out there yeah for sure i'll have to learn how to reddit yeah anyway um we're not going to be talking about reddit but i mean i totally could um we're going to be talking about aisha okay so this is actually described if you go to to look up to, to look it up on kindle it's described as actually a combination of pride and prejudice meets emma Okay, interesting. And, yeah, and when you get into it, you really see those aspects of those novels kind of working within this story, which is also still its own story as well. Um, the main character, her name is Aisha. <laughs> she lives in a small rural town in Calgary. Um, okay. It's outside of Calgary. It's called Windsor Creek. Mm-hmm. Um, she lives there with her aunt and uncle, so her chachi and her chacho. And then what happens is she moved there to Canada when she was a young girl. Um, her parents had died, and so she lives with them. And she was really just brought into that family. They also had three daughters, right? No, four daughters? Three daughters. Sorry. Six daughters and they're all named Bennett. No. I mean, you do get like, you do feel like they are like a little bit of the Bennett family, but not mm-hmm. like Mr. and Mrs. Bennett at all. Okay. Obviously, the, the, the aunt and uncle, they do love each other mm-hmm. and they're not gossipy. They're not meddling at all. They are their own people. But because there, there are a lot of sisters in the house, um, you do get kind of like the, the Bennett vibe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that is very fun. So um, the oldest of the daughters is Miza, and she is on her way to Toronto to go to college. She's going to okay. university out there, and it's hard on Aisha because they grew up together. They're mm-hmm. close in age. They're close with each other. So throughout the beginning of this, like, you feel that separation for her. And then because Miza, who's more outgoing, isn't there, 
Aisha has to kind of, she kind of like steps out into the world. So she works for a, um, it's a marriage bureau. It specializes, specializes specifically in matching like Muslim families. So like, you know, okay. you get, like, um, you get to learn a lot about like that culture, like the Pakistani culture, um, and like all of the different aspects of that. And, it's really, really interesting. Okay. I was actually going to ask you, like, you said mm-hmm. that she moved to Calgary. Yeah. Um, but you didn't from, specify if she was from Pakistan yeah. or if she was from, like, the U.S. and her parents were from Pakistan or... I think they're... Yes, they're all from Pakistan or... Okay. Yeah. Because okay. she still has some some relatives that live, so, like, her grandmother. Okay. Yeah. So, I'm getting a little bit of a, uh, like, Miss Taylor Emma vibe with uh, the older cousin. Yeah, she's, yeah, yeah for the, sure. The older cousin leaving yeah. and Aisha. Yeah, Aisha. Aisha. Mm-hmm. Um, just like kind of not knowing what to do yeah. and then goes into matchmaking. Oh right. my gosh, it's perfect. Well, and but she, it's such but a cool she's twist. not a matchmaker. Aisha isn't the mas- matchmaker. Right, but she just works there. Yeah, but yeah. that's like yeah. perfect. So but that's yeah, like the that's perfect the modern twist. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Okay. Um, so yeah, so she's very, um, She's very religious, Aisha is. Um, she, you know, she wants to make sure that, like, she, she views, like, falling in love as you can't do that first. That is not the, um, Islamic way, right? Uh-huh. You meet your partner, you get married, and then love comes after that, right? Uh-huh. That's what she believes. Um, enter our, Nightly slash Darcy character because Aisha's uh-huh. like a combination of Emma and Lizzie. So mm-hmm. enter our nightly Darcy. His name is Adam Swift and it is Adam. That's how it's okay. pronounced. Adam. Yeah. Okay. So he is a, he converted to okay. the Islamic faith. Um, he is a white man from Canada. Okay. And then he converted when he was like in his, um, like late teens, early twenties. His best friend was Muslim. His parents weren't around all the time. He spent a lot of time with them and they just, you know, they kind of adopted him as like a son in yeah, a way. Makes sense. Yeah. So, um, really there's our main characters. I mean, there's so many more characters, so many more wonderful characters you'll meet. You'll just have to read the book to discover <laughs> them. I'm just giving you these main ones here. Um, so we get the storyline of like Aisha. Setting up a girl who, like, comes to live in the town who she spends time with, who is a little bit younger and a little bit more naive. And you get kind of like a Elton, Mr. Martin kind of situation there okay, okay. with a couple of characters. Um, and it's really interesting because even though Adam, who is in this small town because he's an architect and he's, like, building a community center there, he's not staying there for long. But yet he has connections, it seems, to all the <laughs> other people who live there. It seems like he knows them all really well, which is really interesting. So he, even though he's not from that town, he still chastises like Aisha when she like meddles with the uh, girl and like, yeah. Okay. So there's like a connection there with that storyline in Emma. Um, you get a lot of like the pride and prejudice kind of Darcy Lizzie combating back and forth with each other between Autumn and Aisha specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, he like calls her out all the time on like being prejudiced because she is so like involved in her faith and making sure she is presenting herself to be 
like the ideal Muslim woman that she doesn't see any possibilities like outside or like can consider any other possibility other than like what she believes based on her faith. So he challenges that in her a lot. And then her challenge for him is like, Hey, you know, you like, I know you've converted, but you did not grow up like this in this culture. And like, so, you know, there are certain things that you can't do. And so they challenge each other back and forth. And really interesting dynamic with them. Hmm. Yeah. Um, the other big storyline that we get in here is also kind of a, I would say like in Pride and Prejudice, you know, when you have Jane and she's like, you're trying to like get her with Bingley. There's like kind of a little of that with Misa, her cousin, Mm -hmm. and then Adam's friend who you don't realize that they're friends until the end. So there's like a little connection there between them. and. That was a really interesting aspect, I think, that they brought in as well to, like, kind of, like, make it a little bit, you know, pride and prejudice. But then you also get, like, a Miss Taylor kind of vibe from her and, like, could he be a Weston? I don't know. But really, they're their own characters. So, yeah. But, you know, you can – it's really nice. I really like the way the author wrote this because – while you do see those aspects of those Austin novels in here, it's also still its own thing. And you can interpret it that way if you want. You can, like, put those, like, themes and those Austin characteristics on these characters. But you could also just remove them completely. And it's still a rich and engaging and interesting story. So yeah. would you or do you think that if somebody was only vaguely familiar with, say, Pride and Prejudice and Emma, that they would pick up on it? Or is it a little harder to see them? I would say in the beginning, you would definitely pick up on it. It's like those aspects of the, of those Jane Austen novels are very prevalent in the beginning of this. And then it like in the middle, it kind of goes its own story route. Um, and until you get to the end when really it's kind of also its own, it was on that trajectory and it becomes its own story. Because at one point, Aisha goes to Toronto to stay with her cousin. She's, like, going with the woman who owns the marriage bureau. And, like, they're expanding their potential list of clients. And so they're going to, like, weddings in Toronto and, like, you know, meeting people there to build it up. And then also, like, oh, potentially finding somebody for Aisha, right, Mm -hmm. to match with. Um, and it's really interesting how that goes. There is a potential person um, she is matched with. And um, unfortunately, it ends very sadly, but also in a very relief way because Aisha <laughs> was like, I don't want to be with him. She's, you know, of course, you know, because Aisha and Adam are our Emma Knightley. Like, yeah, yeah. you guys can put that together. Like, it goes <laughs> on to that tra- trajectory for yeah. them to eventually come together. At the end, but it's a roller coaster. I'm telling you, it is a roller coaster watching their love story unravel <laughs> to the point where I was like, are they going to get together? <laughs> they like clearly both like each other. And it's not like Emma where you just have like lukewarm feelings. Yeah. Like Aisha, even though she denies it and she's like, it can never be. And like people would talk and all of this because, you know, the implication that Aisha says is like, if I'm with this guy, even though he is Muslim, he is white mm-hmm. and people would think that I liked him prior and like it's not in a way that is, you know, 
good. Like, uh-huh. there's the potential that people would talk about us like we were liking each other before marriage, mm. right? So she's she's very concerned about that. She okay. feels a little Darcy in that way. She, she is, <laughs> yeah. She has some elements to that as well. Um, but yeah, but I mean, you really get a a really deep sense of their culture and like how. You know, cousin Emma, everybody's gossiping and talking mm-hmm. about each other, and it's the same way in this this community in this mm-hmm. in Windsor Creek, where like you're like, oh yeah, this person's talking about this person, and this person's saying this person. You have to act this way in front of this person, <laughs> otherwise, you know, yeah. like, you know. So yeah, you get those aspects, and it's the same thing. It's the you know the aunties are kind yeah. of like that miss space yeah. where they're the ones exchanging gossip and things. So yeah, yeah. So what would you say is your favorite aspect of this book? Um, my favorite aspect of this book is I think the main character, Aisha, is really fleshed out to the point where, like, the way she is in the beginning, you're like, there's no way her and Autumn are going to be together unless (laughs) she overcomes all of those fears and things she has Mm -hmm. inside of her. And a big chunk of it comes from, like, when her parents passed away and she moved in with her aunt and uncle. At that time, they didn't have a lot of money. Their business hadn't taken off. Things were tight. And so Aisha just kind of made herself as small as possible and, like, oh, no, I don't need this. And, you know, trying to, like, she didn't want to be a burden on them. Mm -hmm. And that's something that Aisha and Miza do fight about at the end because it comes out that she's, like, yeah, I never say anything or never did all of these things because I didn't want to be a burden. I had to be this way. I had to be ideal. So I would have, you know, mm-hmm. bring shame on them or I wouldn't take too much. And my is like, we love you. <laughs> You're my sister. They consider you a daughter. And like, you yeah. know, so they, that's a big contention they come to at the end. And like, by the end, Aisha realizes like she has had this family all along even though it would be different you know if she had her parents she recognizes that but she still has that same love and support and that helps her grow so by the end she's like a whole new character in a way but still true to herself okay so unlike emma (laughs) yes Yes, aisha learns she learns but she still stays true to herself she still stays true to her faith she doesn't like deviate or compromise and i think that's the most important part of Mm. this story is like she does not compromise what is important to her she just i would say opens and expands her mind more and she does that through like the love and support of her friends and her family Nice. Yeah. So it's really good. Good. Well, so you recommend it, I assume. I do. I do recommend it, but I just, I want to have people keep in mind, remember it is Mm self-published. So like you're going to get, it's not going to feel as polished as like a brand new book. And it's also like an ebook. So, you know, just be kind and be aware of that. That's not the most important part. The most important part is the story, which Mm -hmm. is a fantastic story. So this was originally published on the Muslim girl and it, did so well there. People really, really loved it and really responded to it. And they asked to make it an ebook. And so okay. then the author made it into the ebook where that's where you can yeah. go on online and read it and download it on Kindle Unlimited. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I just want to throw out there that if you guys go out and do read this one, make sure to leave a review. Yes. And again, be kind because it is self-published. So if there's like typos or something like that, mm-hmm. like, don't hold that against the book. Like, talk about the story and, like, 
review it because that's one of the best ways for authors to get, you know, feedback and maybe have their book be seen more. And who knows, maybe eventually this could become a printed book because that's happened in the past. I would love that. (laughs) Like I am going to go on and leave my review because I enjoyed it so much. And Mm -hmm. um, if it becomes a printed book, I will be one of the first people to buy it. In fact, I'll pre-order it. So. Well, yes. and to keep your eye out on that author, too, because who yeah. knows what else they could come up with. So, well, yeah. she does have a blog. Oh, nice. Um, so, yeah, check it out. Check out her writing and all of that. Okay, do you want to just repeat the, the name of the author again for us? Yes. So, it's by Ikhlas Hussein, and I'll spell her first name. It's I-K-H-L-A-S, and then Hussein, H-U-S-S-A-I-N. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I'm definitely going to want to check that out. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Okay, well, so I just noticed something. Yeah. Um. So remember when we did in Pre- when we were doing the Pride and Prejudice ones, and we did like modern books by authors of color. Um, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, and I could be, <laughs> it was a while ago. Yeah, that I read a Pride and Prejudice adaptation featuring Indian you characters. Did. Yes, you and did. you read one. Featuring Muslim, Muslim. characters. Yes, I did. Um, <laughs> Which Aisha, we did now. I, I read Aisha at last, and then we have Aisha. And actually, you know what? You get you, it, the vibes are similar, and yeah. they are very yeah. Yeah, I read Pride and Prejudice and Other Flavors, and now I'm reading Polite Society. Yeah, I totally did not do that on purpose. We did not do this on <laughs> no. purpose. Uh, it was a glorious happy accident. Yeah, but next time. We have to make sure. Yeah. <laughs> Next time I want the book about uh, okay. about Muslim sure. characters, and yep. you can have the book about Indian characters. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Though I'm not going to lie, I'm totally going to read um, all of Sonali Deb's uh, books, so oh, those yes. will all be me, um, <laughs> just because I freaking loved her writing. But that's not the point. Uh, Mahesh Rao, also love his writing. Check it out. Yes. <laughs> Moving on. So um, I think that's it. I mean, yeah, that's it for our books. Yeah, we do have one more set of book adaptations. I don't remember if they're connected. Uh, so Katrina will be reading Dear Emma, which I think is supposed to be like if Harriet were giving advice like Emma in a newspaper column. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. So that'll, that will be it. It says Harriet, the author of her college newspaper pseudonym student advice column, Dear Emma, <laughs> is great at telling others what to do. But I have a funny feeling she's going to be a little bit like Alice and not take her own advice. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, let me just throw out really quick how interesting it is that I am reading Dear Emma and the time before this I read Dear Mr. Knightley. Interesting. <laughs> I didn't do that, I swear. <laughs> I swear. So I will be reading If I Loved You Less by Tamsin Parker. I was told that this is a LGBTQ version of Emma. Okay. I also heard that there might be, like, bad reviews about it out there. Okay. I haven't looked at any of the reviews. I haven't looked at anything like that. I'm just warning you guys in advance that this could be (laughs) another book I don't like. I don't know. We'll find out. Maybe you will. I am willing to give it a try. Yeah. Because as soon as they said LGBTQ Emma, I was like, yes, I need this. Yeah. So let's hope it lives up to all of our expectations. I, I, let's end on a bang with these Emma books. These are our last two guys. Yes. Yes. We this have. Is it. We're wrapping it up. If I Loved You Less by Tamison Parker and Dear Emma by Katie Henney. Um, so if you would like to read those, uh, in two weeks and listen to us, 
Well, you know where to find us. <laughs> Go ahead and get them. But that's it for us this week. That is it for us this week. Um, Thank you guys so much for listening. We are going to have so much fun because thank you, Elle, for letting me stay with you for oh, the nice. past few days. This has been the best. Guys, I've been trying to get her to move in, but she won't. She apparently needs to go back home. I apparently need to go back home. I mean, She has cats, to go be a teacher. She, her her cats. My cats. My cats really take up my whole life. Yeah, her boyfriend will probably miss her. Uh, yeah. My husband would get annoyed by it by the end of it. <laughs> But I mean, it could be, you know, for the past few days, it's been like we've been in college all over again. <laughs> yes, yes. But yeah, sorry, guys. We won't have more in-person podcast recordings. But in all honesty, you'll probably not notice because Katrina's really good at audio you mixing. really won't notice. <laughs> in fact, I feel like this one's going to be the interesting one because yep, you like can do right. some recording magic when our tracks are separate. Today, guys, there together so. yeah so this might be the funny sounding one yeah so ignore all the background noise and the meows and the things i can't cut out <laughs> yeah and on that note we will see you guys next week thank you for listening bye, bye. Beyond Measure is hosted by me, Katrina Mayer, and me, Elle Kammerer. We're part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. Our music was composed by Shane Ivers, and our artwork was created by the beautiful and talented Katie Keneally. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts, or you can find us on our website at withbeyondmeasure.com. Or follow us on Instagram for all of our updates, memes, and just fun stuff. Our handle is at WBM Podcast. I'm going to say that again. It's WBM Podcast.